0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC and we should be here today talking about Liverpool versus Arsenal in the first leg of the League Cup semi-final but that game obviously has been cancelled due to the Covid outbreak within the Liverpool squad. Arsenal fans still just devastated by the whole thing. The opportunity to play Liverpool's under-14 team is something they just can't shake. For a team who are supposedly back and supposedly, you know, a threat to us, even though we thumped them 4-0 a month ago, uh, they seem desperately scared of our first team. They wanted to play our kids. Everton, obviously, Liverpool are doing something, so Everton have to be up in arms. Their fans are devastated that Liverpool have had a game called off even though Everton also have had games called off at their own request, largely because of injuries, not so much because of COVID. Leeds fans have chimed in. Leeds also had games called off largely because of injuries. Leicester have chimed in. They also had games called off largely because of injuries. The Aston Villa Twitter account put up a post about how, when they played in the FA Cup last year, they had to play 16 youth players uh, against us because they had a COVID outbreak. No mention of the fact that we were forced to play basically our under-7s because all our first team were gone to play in the World Club Cup. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, maybe they should be more concerned with the fact that they're about to sign Phil Coutinho. Uh, the young young Brazilian Coutinho, a former Liverpool player, obviously, set to return to the Premier League, and it looks like Villa will be his destination. He obviously played with Gerrard for a couple of years, the last couple of years of Gerard's Liverpool career, and there's a relationship there, and if that is what swings the deal in favour of Villa, I think it's a decent signing for them. Now, nobody should be expecting the Coutinho that left Liverpool. He's not that player. I saw someone tweet today, Phil Coutinho will show why he's a £142 million player under Gerrard's management. Phil Coutinho has been managed by Hansi Flick and Ernesto Valverde, two vastly superior managers to Steven Gerrard, neither of whom got anything close to £142 million worth of Phil Coutinho. The only manager who ever really has on a consistent basis is Jurgen Klopp, and that was three years ago. He had moments of brilliance under Rodgers, obviously. But he didn't become consistently elite until he worked for Klopp. And that was 2016, 2017. It's 2022 now. And he's had a lot of injuries. He's had a lot of poor seasons. A lot of downtime since leaving. The move obviously did not work out for him. It worked out brilliantly for us because we turned that money into Alison Becker and Virgil van Dyke, You'd wonder where we would have been without those two players. Like if Phil had stayed, we may never have gotten van Dyke or Alison. And if that was the case, would we have won anything? It's hard to see that we would have. Virgil was the biggest reason for our climb from good to great. Alisson played a huge role, obviously then Fabinho arriving as well in the same summer as Ali was a huge part of the success too. But without selling Coutinho, we likely never become the club that we are now, or the team that we are now. I wish him well if he comes back to the Premier League and it's to Villa. I wouldn't like to see him at Newcastle because, well, it's Newcastle, they're awful. And I think he could struggle in that circ- in that situation with those circumstances, the pressure of a relegation battle. Definitely don't want to see him see him joining Tottenham or Arsenal. Um, I think Villa's a nice fit for him. And, you know, Coutinho, when he was at Liverpool, is basically the player that some strange people think Jack Grealish is. Phil was incredible for us, there's no doubt about it. And you know, maybe in that twin number ten thing that Gerard likes to do, him and Emmy Buendia behind Ollie Watkins could be very interesting. I hope it goes well for Phil. I really do. I don't really hold any grudges against him. I know the way he left wasn't good. It left a sour taste in all our mouths. But look, the guy always wanted to play for Barcelona. I find it very hard to criticise a player for following the dream. Same thing with Suarez. Same thing with Mascarano. Same with Alonso when he went to Real Madrid. That's the club they always want to play for. If a player from another team, another league, was to force a move to us because that's what he'd always wanted to to, to do, we certainly wouldn't criticise them. So I think you have to look at it both ways. Uh, other players been linked with transfer moves. Divock Origi is apparently high on Newcastle's list of attackers for this window, along with Dominic Solanke, former Red, Eddie Nketiah of Arsenal. Rumours are that Liverpool would be willing to do business on Origi, depending on the fee. I think if we could get 15 million for Divock. I think you you let him go. I know people will say, "Oh, you're leaving yourself short." Are we though? Like, let's be honest. If you're picking a backup three to our normal front three, and let's say, well, not a backup three, but let's say we can't have Salah and Mane for a couple of games. I mean, the back the backup three you'd want would be Firmino, Jota, and Minamino. I don't really know that you'd want Divock. I think you'd still want Divock coming off the bench in that circumstance. So. I'm okay with selling Divock. Nat Phillips also been linked with Newcastle. James Pearce has said there's Serie A clubs interested. I have severe doubts about that, but I think if a bid comes in for Nat in that kind of twelve million pound range, it would be worth considering. It wouldn't be worth considering. It would be worth taking it. Nat Phillips is not good enough to play for Liverpool. It's time to move him on. If we could get twenty-seven to thirty million off Newcastle. For those two players. I think we should do it. There has to be. Players available. In this January market. Who are on Liverpool's transfer list. Who are on the list of targets. That they are working towards. Now. Last night. There was a lot of talk about Luis Diaz. Of Porto. And. A number. Of Colombian journalists. Have said that there is something there. It's not an easy deal to do. It's not a formality, but there's definitely interest. James Pierce has come out in his role as Bad News Pierce and said that um, senior Anfield sources insist he's not on the agenda for January. Diaz is highly rated. Having scored 14 goals for Porter this season. However, given he would only be a backup in Jurgen Klopp's squad, the price tag is viewed as prohibitive. Now, that's talking about the 80 80 million euro release clause, which is 67 million. He's valued at around half the figure in his release clause. So I take that to mean that Liverpool would be open to doing business at around 35 million, maybe even 40. I've said before, if we could get Diaz on a Jota type of deal where it's, say it's 35, 36 million plus some add-ons, wouldn't that be a favourable deal for us? I also don't think he'd only be a backup. I think he could press Sadio Mane for a starting position. So Jota cost 41 million, rising to 45. If we could get Diaz for even that kind of deal. I think it's money well spent. I think he's a starting quality player for us. He's having a sensational season. 14 goals and 5 assists in 1931 minutes across all competitions. He's levelling up from where he was last year. Last year he had 11 goals and 6 assists in 2600 minutes. The season before that, he had 14 goals and seven assists in 2,972 minutes. Now, Sam Maguire, who's the best of the best when it comes to sort of identifying the parameters that Liverpool look at, the metrics that Liverpool would be focused on. Goals per 90, expected goals per 90, shot attempts per 90, and touches in the opposition box. So, Mo Salah for Roma, 2015-2017, 0.48 goals. 0.38 expected goals, 2.6 shots, 5.2 touches in the opposition box. Sadio Mane, 0.39 goals, 0.39 expected goals, 2.74 shots, 4.22 touches in the opposition box. Diogo Jota, 0.29 goals, 0.35 expected goals, 2.16 shots attempted. 4.03 touches in the opposition box. And then Diaz, 0.43 goals, 0.29 expected goals, 2.46 shots, and 4.34 touches in the opposition box. He is right in the wheelhouse of where we would be looking. You'd like his XG to be a little bit higher. He is obviously overperforming his XG, but so was Salah, and we saw what Salah has done since coming to the club. Mane was right on his XG. We've seen what he can do. Jota was underperforming his XG, and look what he's performing like now. Luis Diaz is a really interesting player. I think he could play on the left of our front three, and that would allow potentially Sadio to move into a central role if Klopp wanted to keep Sadio in the starting eleven. You go Mo on the right, Sadio through the middle, Diaz on the left. And you've still got Bobby and Jota coming off the bench. You could play Bobby through the middle with Diaz left. You could play Jota through the middle with Diaz left. As he develops and gets a little bit stronger, I think he could play through the middle. I think he could play off the right right now if if Salah was to miss games. But you're looking at a guy who's an excellent dribbler. He's got really good pace. He shoots from everywhere and he scores from everywhere. Like If you see the goals he's scoring, many of them are spectacular individual efforts. They're very difficult goals. But he's not going to have to do as much of that at a club like Liverpool where he'd be playing with a far higher calibre of player than he is currently at Porto. Porto are a big club in Portugal, obviously, but the The standard of player in their team, as we have seen recently, isn't great. Now, some people have said, "Okay, well, he didn't perform well against us. And that's true. He didn't have great games against us. He wasn't awful, but he didn't play all that well. But Diogo Jota was awful against us a couple of times. I don't really remember Sadio having great games against us. I do remember Benteke playing really well against us. I remember Taki playing really well against us. So I I don't know that how they perform against us is a good indicator. Rodgers loved to sign lads who'd played well against us. Loved it. Absolutely adored it. I don't think that's necessarily something that would even be considered. I think there could be legs to this. Now, not necessarily for now, but maybe for the summer, because it is a little bit of a complicated deal to do. But I've seen some journalists Paul Gorst is one who said, Well, it doesn't really make sense for Liverpool to sign someone in January because it takes players X amount of time to adapt to how Liverpool play, adapt to the system and the demands of Jurgen Klopp. But I would counter that by saying, Fair, but if you sign them now, they'll be ready to roll for next season. And we're not just buying a player for. The rest of this season. If we're all being honest. The Premier League is pretty much out of our grasp at this point. City are going to win it. So the focus is winning the Premier League next season. Luis Diaz could help us. And if he's already settled in and ready to go. It makes more sense than it would to sign him in the summer. And then have him take six months to settle in. Diaz is a good finisher. He's got a work rate that I think is perfect for Klopp. He's a good presser. He tracks back. There's a lot of Sadio in his game, and there's a lot of Suarez in his game. He has that unpredictable nature, that drive that Suarez had, that real South American gnarl, that thing you only see in players who've overcome real hardship in their lives. Luis Diaz almost died of malnutrition. So this guy is driven to be the very best, driven to not only lift himself from poverty, but lift every single member of his family. And to do that, he needs to earn as much money as possible. To earn as much money as possible, he has to be the best player he can be at the best club he can play for. I think Luis Diaz makes a lot of sense for us. And people talk about the release clause. Porto were going to sell him in the summer to Everton for 20 million and James Rodriguez. Now, Hammers left Everton for about 7 million. Almost all of that, Everton paid to Hammers to go away. That deal fell apart because Hammers couldn't agree contract terms with Porto. He wanted 200 grand a week. Porto don't pay that type of money. Porto said no. The deal fell apart. But if they were willing to take. Around 27 million. Then. I can't see. That they're going to want 80 now. Or 67 now. Yes he's having a very good. Half half a season. But at the same time. It's only been six months. I think 40, 35 to 40 gets it done. You probably have to throw some add-ons on top of it. And that's fine. Let's remember, they already owe us 12 million in this upcoming summer for Marco Grujic. So there's 12 million that we can sort of knock off the price. I think the Diaz thing makes sense for us. Now, whether or not it happens, who knows? But a number of reliable Colombian journalists have said this is something that is possible, and I'd like to see us. I'd like to see us go through with something like this. To move around the main Liverpool sites, um, this is Anfield leads with a piece. About the forgotten Liverpool midfield target that could return to the radar. So it's about Florian Newhouse, who is having an absolute stinker of a season. He has been dreadful this season. And the price for him last summer was believed to be in the region of 40 million. I think this summer it will be quite a bit less. He really has not done well this season. And. It is the possibility that Liverpool do go back to try and pick him up. He's started in only two of the last 12 games. He's come off the bench in five and been an unused sub in the other five. Like, he has dropped drastically down the pecking order at Borussia Mönchengladbach. So... It could well be that there's a bargain to be had there. And we talk a lot about how much our midfield suffers when Thiago is not there. Well, Florian Newhouse could be the ideal Thiago backup. So one definitely to keep an eye on. There's no doubting the talent. One to keep an eye on. There's some pieces about Coutinho. And and Aston Villa, a piece about Divock and Newcastle, some Nat Phillips stuff. Uh, Nico Williams requests January move, likely to attract bids. Again, Nico's a player I don't think we'd have much of an issue with selling. Again, if we could get 10 million for Nico, let's say we could get 10 million for Nico, 15 for Nat and 15 for Divock. Well, there's 40 million. There's the money for Luis Diaz. And what have we lost? Like, what would we actually be losing out on? We'd be adding a high-end attacker, replacing a fairly average one. James Milner is normally the backup right back anyway, over Nico. Nat Phillips is our fifth centre-back, but... I'm sure we'd get away with Reese Williams in that role for six months. If you could sell those three and fund Diaz, we'd come out ahead. Without question, we come out ahead there. Liverpool.com. Three things that will clearly happen if Philippe Coutinho joins Steven Gerrard at Rangers, or at, Rangers at, at Aston Villa. Um Villa to build around him. I don't think they'll build around him if he's only there on loan. Gerard copies a Rogers trick. Uh, don't think that's true either. And Liverpool play the way. this is just a nonsense article. Who's writing this? James Martin. Dreadful stuff, James. Um Liverpool hit January transfer mile, milestone as anniversary. Highlights Jurgen Klopp's legacy. Marco Grujic became Jurgen Klopp's first signing for Liverpool six years ago today. Yeah, so we should go and buy from the club that he now plays for. That's that's what I'm suggesting we should do. Uh, Liverpool cult hero subject to transfer instruction from Milan legend as FSG could get boost. Dimitri Albertini has advised AC Milan to make a move for Divock. Absolutely. Absolutely. 15 million and he is yours. Liverpool must consider 69 million transfer for lively duo rivaling Felipe Coutinho in the Brazil squad. Uh, Lucas Paqueta, He would be a great signing. Potentially someone that could start as a right side at eight or as a false nine. Very versatile player, great work rate, still only a young player as well, and he's got plenty of experience. So he'd definitely be one worth considering. His teammate is Bruno Gomeric, who I think would be a very, very good signing for Liverpool. If you wanted someone to be that backup-slash-successor to Thiago, Bruno Gamerish is probably the guy. He is sensational. Liverpool have only days to use 42 million transfer loophole and must act before Barcelona agree deal. Liverpool have been credited with interest in Gavi. Until Barcelona sell players, they cannot agree a new contract. So 42 million clause remains. Barca are in such a mess right now. It is absolutely hysterical. So they obviously gave Pedri and Ansu Fati massive new deals with 1 billion euro buyout clauses, which are just a nonsense. They want to do a similar deal with Gavi. However, because they're up against the salary cap in La Liga, they can't do it yet. The other thing that will hold them back is that they've signed Ferran Torres, can't register him yet until they clear some of that wage bill. So Coutinho leaving would probably clear space for both, but... It's just a matter of time and a matter of when with that kind of deal. And that oh Liverpool Open talks over 40 goal striker as two players ask Jurgen Klopp for transfer moves. Uh this is the media digest piece. So uh Liverpool chase Luis Diaz. Kingsley Coleman could be on the move. He's been linked. To the Reds in the past. Liverpool open talks over Rigi Lazio being credited with uh interest here. Two Liverpool players have asked Jurgen Klopp to listen for bids for them in the January transfer window, Nat Phillips and Nico Williams. Um yeah, look best of luck to both of them if they move on. It, they don't really have a, they don't have a future at Liverpool, so it makes sense. To move both of them along. On Anfieldindex.com, there's a new piece up from Sam Maguire entitled, What Should Liverpool Do with Naby Keita? Obviously, out of contract in 2023, Liverpool have a decision to make about whether to extend him or whether to try and sell him. I'd be in favour of extending him, but if you can get a good fee from, I think you move him on. Um, and that's it. No new podcasts out today, but there is the latest Moby on the spot and the latest Under Pressure, which are up. So do check those out. We will have some stuff coming tomorrow and over the weekend. But that's it from me today. I will see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.